Thank you for tuning in to the Calm and Connected podcast. If you are more of a visual learner, you can find this podcast on YouTube. Either way, please enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Calm and Connected podcast. I'm your host, Janine Halloran, and today I wanted to talk about a processing coping skill that I like to use with kids that really focuses on helping them understand where they feel things in their body. So I like to have kids start to identify where they feel things in their body. It's a strategy that I've used and written about both the Coping Skills for Kids and Coping Skills for Teens workbook. So I'm going to tell you how I do it, and then I'm going to tell you why I do it. So when I do this activity with younger kids, how I do it is really using an outline of a body and then going through different areas of the body with them. And sometimes I even have them color code it. So let's say, for instance, we're talking about when you feel anxious, maybe we use the color blue and we mark down on the body outline where they feel that anxiety. So is it in their stomach? So we we make a blue marking on their stomach. If they feel it in their knees, maybe we might make blue markings around their knees. If they feel it in their arms or their legs, we might color in their arms or their legs blue. So using a color to signify where they feel that particular feeling in their body. And you can use different, you know, you can have kids choose the color that they want it to be. So, you know, if you want to talk about where you feel happy, you could use a color like green or whatever their favorite color is. You want to talk about feeling angry, maybe you use red. It depends, like whatever works for the child that you're with and whatever makes sense for you to do. Sometimes what I do is I have different outlines for different feelings, but sometimes it's nice to actually have them all together on the same page. It just depends on what I'm thinking and what my thought process is with the child that I'm working with. If we're talking about mixed emotions, I like to do the color. I like to make sure that it's color-coded. So maybe we were talking about feeling excited and happy and also worried and scared. So maybe we overlay those feelings so they see that they're like in the same sort of similar areas on their body. So I like using the body outline and colors in order to identify where kids feel those things. And sometimes what I will do on the outline is I will actually write in the words that they say. So I use the language that they've used so that we can refer back to it. So for example, I have a client I've been working with for a really long time, and she always describes her anxiety as sting. So when we first did this exercise years ago, I wrote sting down next to her arms and legs because that's what it felt like. It would be helpful to use the same sort of language that she used so that when she says that to me now, and still sometimes she'll say it to me, then I know it's her anxiety that's coming up and then we can figure out what to do next. For older kids, sometimes If they don't want to feel like it's super babyish, I will take away the body outline and I will just go through their body with them and have them say, you know, where do you feel what when you're feeling, say, anxiety, where do you feel it? Do you feel it in your head? Do you feel it in your shoulders? Do you feel it in your stomach? Do you feel it in your legs? And as we go through, I will just write down head, stomach, 
arms, legs, and write down what they said to me. So it's the same strategy, but just done in a way that feels a little bit more age appropriate for our teenagers, right? And so in both books, the Coping Skills for Kids and Coping Skills for Teens workbook, this activity is in there for them. So why do I do this? Why do we want to help kids understand where they feel things in their body? When kids can identify where they feel things in their body, they can have an idea of what they're feeling sooner and then hopefully be able to step in and use a coping skill a little bit sooner too. So it's really about helping them have more self-awareness, have more ability to know what's going on with them. When I start to feel this way, I'm starting to feel anxiety. I'm starting to feel mad. I'm starting to feel worried. What is a strategy I can use before they go all the way up to maybe 100? Maybe they can intervene a little bit sooner. So that's why I like kids to be able to start to identify what they feel in their body because sometimes that's their first clue. When you are starting to feel some different big emotions, you feel it in your body first and then it takes a little bit of time for it to register in your brain, but you feel it in your body. So if a kid is able to identify, for example, that when their neck gets warm and their hands start to sweat and their legs start to feel shaky, then they know that they're angry and then they potentially can step in and use a coping skill. So then they can maybe do jumping jacks or go for a walk or jump on a trampoline or do wall push-ups to get that extra excess big energy out of their body in a safe and healthy way, as opposed to doing something that is not so safe, like punching a locker or ripping up something that is of value to you or somebody else. You don't. We don't want our kids to do that. We want our kids to come up with strategies and use strategies that are safe and healthy, even when they're angry, because anger is okay. All feelings are okay, but it's just about making sure that they can do something and intervene sooner. So again, when a kid is starting to maybe feel those prickles on their arms and their legs, like I mentioned my client earlier, she will talk about sting. Then she knows this is my anxiety starting to kick in. So now I need to use a strategy. And over time, she's gotten better at that. So she'll say, I have sting and this is my plan. And so it doesn't always work, but it's enough of a clue that she understands when she feels that she's anxious. And so then we can talk about, okay, what's going to be your plan? And that plan over time has changed because she's grown up a lot. So what worked for her when we first started working together is a little bit different than what works for her now. So, and, you know, one of some things that we did for her, you know, things that have always sort of worked for her include, you know, doing a grounding exercise or imagining her favorite place. So those are things that have always worked for her. Driving also works for her, but she couldn't do that when she was 13. Now that she's a little bit older, she can do that. So I hope that you found this helpful. If you're looking for more coping skills for kids or teens, check out the workbooks. They're available at the store at copingskillsforkids.com or they're available on Amazon. If you like this podcast, please take a few minutes and give us a rating wherever you listen or share it with your colleagues. We'd really appreciate that. And as always, don't forget about yourself. Take a few minutes, have a little fun and have an awesome day. 